0: attention, this podcast will make you happy, make
1: you sad, I believe and make you mad, but they're sure to make you feel included. The things they talk about are completely random, it's story with Matthew Haslam,
0: i Welcome to Storytime with Matthew Haslam Hammond, guys, the podcast where you, the member of the general public, will get up and tell your story. Why? Because everybody has a story. Like always, this podcast is sponsored by the Past to Assist pod. Follow Callum, Doug, Jack, and uh, Carl as they discuss basketball. Why? Because they like basketball, and uh, just follow it for all your basketball needs. Uh, Today, I'm just going to get straight into it. We've got a young musician uh, from uh, Essex uh, coming on the show um so here comes the wrestling intro i uh, hear there's a bit of a buzz around town because today we have got b arnold so b how are you doing today
1: i'm good thanks how
0: are you i'm not too bad ever better having you on the show <laughs> Thank you. No, no ways so um did you have you always like grown up in uh, like brentwood or is it like is it just essex in general or
1: Uh, Loughton,
0: and then moved to where I am now, so it's all Essex, just all different areas of Essex. Yeah, <laughs> nothing beats Essex, right? <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> always, always refer to it as the free to state, but no one ever catches on to it because we're not a state, we're a county, that's the, that's the problem, really. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like when did you like discover that you know you were into like you know getting into music and things like that? Because like you're a really talented singer, um, songwriter as well. Uh, something I've never been able to accomplish, but you know you absolutely are ace in it at the moment. So uh, tell, us, tell us a bit about that. Um, I
1: think I've always known that I like music mm-hmm. and and I, I wanted to do it as I love being a singer or a songwriter. Um. I kind of started taking it more seriously in secondary school. I was still doing things like choir and recorder lessons and Mm. things like that in primary school, but it was more just like a hobby, I guess. Um, But secondary school, I took it for GCSE. Then moving on from that, I studied music performance at college, and then I studied vocals at university, and then somehow managed to carry it on after.
0: (laughs) You did absolutely amazing at the moment like the guy you say that like it just you b- b- brought out the instrument that nobody ever remembered there, the recorder you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> Literally it was like I thought I was so cool just like playing the three blind mice <laughs> 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 We heard it here first basically Beth like oh old bass already loved uh, listening to uh, three blind mice you know as the, uh, the song that got her into music <laughs> Over here Yeah because um, like um i remember when i was at school i did it as a mu- uh, like music as a gcse and i remember playing a uh, uh, time of your life by a green day and the, uh, the teacher goes oh are you gonna sing as well i was like yeah i've got this and then started singing she went matthew you can't sing i was thinking yeah you got me there <laughs> oh, i think you've got a lovely voice thank you you know i think you're probably one of the only people but uh... <laughs> <laughs> so like it's like um you obviously you like when when would you say you started learning the guitar was it in GCSE music as well or was it like yeah I think I, I started learning in like year eight I think and I actually got quite
1: good at it through like probably year nine year ten I was actually like quite a good level hmm.
2: then
1: just started going out too much and like the hours that I was practicing started to lower and the mm. hours that I'm like going out started to get higher and um yeah my, I just dramatically dropped I mean I can still technically play but
0: I, I'm not as good as what I used to be well I think you've probably got to the level like yeah I'm just gonna smash it I'll be all right you know I don't need to like you know practice or anything really isn't it every time yeah <laughs> <laughs> like next <laughs> Your <laughs> just like throwing a c chord instead of a g chord we've all been there you know Like, like that's the worst you're like yeah i meant to do that <laughs> mm. making the song better that's how i call it you know like. yeah. <laughs> <Now>, that <let's see. laughs> um because like obviously you know i've seen you play down like um well the swan then like you know um we uh pete my friend he's a he's a massive fan of yours he uh, yeah, I believe he's, he's he's been to many more gigs, and we we did a few gigs together down the Essex Arms if I can remember. Um, like what your your music take, taste is like very varied. Like if I can remember, like you you uh, you have like you know you've, you've covered like Duran songs and like you know pop and then R and B songs, and then out of nowhere you play that heavy metal song of uh, Tears Don't Fall, don't you? By it, uh, but it from my Valentine. Like <laughs> it's just absolutely mind blowing how you. Can- <laughs> just all these like different jobs like you know uh, like just looking in the crowd and like he looks like a metalhead. good thing of, you know I know a metal song <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what when I was like in yeah probably like halfway through year seven year eight I just I was such an emo like I literally went through this massive emo phase and I still I changed my look essentially as in I don't look like an emo anymore but mm-hmm. I still listen to heavy music and I still enjoy listening to different types of music. So I think sometimes it's just nice to change things up a little bit and cover songs that people won't necessarily expect you to cover. And like you said, if you have a crowd and you can kind of have a look around and see who's there, sometimes it's better to just have some songs that are different,
0: obviously, so you can just chuck them out when needed. then again like it's really hard when you're on a stage because like when I look out all I can see is a fucking light in my eyes so you know (laughs) you know just and and normally my dad in the back with a beard just like (laughs) woo like a proud farmer (laughs) moment you know (laughs) (laughs) like oh what's the most bizarre gig you've like ever played oh
1: god that's a good question Um, I don't I feel I feel I really don't know, but the one that's coming to mind is obviously at university I studied in Brighton, so Mm -hmm. I am staying down there a lot of the time, and there was this one, there was so many open open mics every night, like every night of the week, other than Friday and Saturday there was open mics all across the whole of the city, and there was one that I went to and it was like you could hear a pin drop so like normally i don't know if your experiences with open mics but i tend to find they're quite a chilled relaxed. like people chatting people having a drink but like people are listening but it's not like everyone needs to be quiet because you're singing like it's just like a fun chilled vibe this place was like if you spoke to someone if you even got up to go and get a drink everyone was like shh like and it was it was really nice because people were so into your music and they really appreciated what you were bringing to the table and like they were everyone was so invested in you which was like obviously really lovely but I felt so awkward (laughs) just the whole time I was like I felt so under pressure like normally I've gotten to a point where with open mic you don't really feel too nervous like a little bit of nerves but it's not to the point where you're like I'm like I used to be used to shake I used to like tremble like and all of these feelings were coming back to me, and I was like, oh "My God, I am so nervous." Like, I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. It's just because it was so intense. Like there was just silence. Like you could, if anything went wrong, it was going to be heard.
0: <laughs> well, like, do you remember the first ever time you ever did an open mic night? I actually
1: don't. You know, I must have been really young because I remember. I can't remember what one it was I remember I used to go to ones in Chelmsford but my dad used to have to drive me so mm. I know I was like 16 17 but, but probably around that age But I can't actually remember the first one I did like where it was or what I sung or anything like, It was so long ago I actually, I'm trying to think I actually can't yeah. it must have been like one in Chelmsford
0: or something yeah Man, like, I uh, still, that's still been my first one on it? it. Was it, you know, like you said, when you just get them, like, them first ever nerve shakes, and then when, once you get through the first song, you just feel like you're invincible. You like, I've just aced that, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, when,
1: once you've done it and you're, like, kind of getting into the swing of things,
0: it's always a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Right. It's just so fun, like, you know, like to do it, you know, especially, like, you know, when you hear people, like, covering, like, all these, like, you know, just kind of, like, cold play songs and, things like that and then you just get up and do like a really, really like bizarre song like, you know, in my case it would be under the sea or something like that. And just everyone would be like, yeah. What the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, kind of thing, you know like. I always can rely on you to sing some form of Disney
1: song.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it has to happen, right, you know, someone has to <laughs> Someone has to, yeah. exactly. I kind of like, you know, refer to myself as like the jester of like open white world, like I will there there, just like trying to make people laugh and just make them crack and then yeah like you know the uh the more serious tier I think that you know you, uh, you probably sit in that one because you're you're actually really professional eh? whereas I'm like probably very unprofessional I look like a like a homeless edge here and so uh, and Seth Rogen love child so <laughs> <laughs> you know um <laughs> especially when we probably first met because I had like really long hair at that time as well which you know probably actually did yeah and now I'm like you know basically bald so it's where I'm wearing a hat uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like um, it's been but I just remember like the first time you know you ever come down I'm pretty sure you're wearing like uh, some like uh, yeah, I remember because your old man was at the bar and then I remember you seen like you know um just seeing you come up and everyone's like Jesus Christ <laughs> she's absolutely smashed this oh, I was so nervous I mean, that was at the
1: Swan wasn't it
0: mm-hmm. yep yeah.
1: That was um that that place. I don't know what it is. Every time I get so nervous about performing in there, I'd go to other 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 and I would feel so nervous. And mm-hmm. I come back up and I'd be nervous. I think it's because it's like Brentwood and it's it's like where I all my friends are and where I know most people. Whereas mm. in all the other places, you kind know, be like, oh, what are the chances of me seeing someone that I know when I barely know anyone?
0: I whereas think. I think there's a couple of things about it. Like you had like the regulars who would just sit, uh, like you know, sit there and just you know, just be like, grumpy or whatever. And then, and then you had like the open micers table. And then if you went there, like you know, about like you know, three or four times because they've been there like you know, for sixteen years on the trot. Uh, and then they'd eventually like invite you onto the table. You know, eventually I was after probably about like actually a year. You know, so. Uh... <laughs> I don't even think I ever was to be honest with you. No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I was wanting. <laughs> <laughs> you probably had, like, the table next to us at the front anyway. I was like, I don't really know, but, like... <laughs> funny. My sister and my dad would always, like... I'd always have, like, a little posse with me. I'd always try and bring as many people as I could. <laughs> and, like, bring a gang to get drunk with. Well, that was the great thing for it, like, it was a Tuesday night, but I ended up just getting absolutely smashed down there, like, it was a... <laughs> Dad used to take it in turns to be like, right, you
1: drive this week, I'll drive next week. And then yeah. Whatever was driving, we both get that like, Whoever wasn't driving would get absolutely
0: hammered. It's like Wednesday mornings were just the worst. The funniest thing about it was like, um, I don't know if you ever come down, but someone said, "Let's let's just keep you know partying or whatever." All right then, yeah. Where are we going? We're on for gay night, and we just ended up in this like in Kosho, like you know, at gay night it was just, it was just so funny because like, you know, do, you know, I, I was expecting like, you know, like Belinda Carlisle and like Aha uh-huh, and just all these 80s music to be unaware but they was playing like this like kind of uh, average R&B music so I was kind of a bit disappointed thinking this isn't gay night at all. No, <laughs> and honestly, I've been gay night
1: so many times and I always, it's always such cheap drinks normally hmm. and they'll just so drunk and have the best night but Honestly, I, I, don't, I feel a bit sorry for people that, like, right, it's like gay night, though, because mm. it's, like, it's always on a week night when people have got work the next day. Yeah. Like, it's just a bit,
0: it's a bit unfortunate, really. I, it was, it was, I remember the first time I ever went. I ended up going out and my tagline at the end of the night was, lesbians love me. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> cause I, was, I was just surrounded by them because I was just doing stupid things. And, like, yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was an interesting well, night. Well,
1: to toilet by a lesbian on a gay night in Romford once. My best friend had to come and save me. She was very drunk and very
0: keen. <laughs> yeah, but you should, You know, you probably feel flattered about it, right? You know, thinking... i was flattered, but yeah. very scared. <laughs> or was it the fact that you know they were just kind of trying to peer pressure you like? No. So I just need a way. Yeah. You New know, toilet. Oh, man. <laughs> nights are the best, though, aren't they? Like, Well, you you went to, like, university, like, and you said in Brighton, and I bet them, like, student nights were absolutely insane. Oh, that's so
1: good. Like, people just didn't mind buying each other drinks, and you just felt like a nice person because mm. they were, pound like fifty a drink. So, you know, like, you spend, like, get you and your four friends a drink, and it would still come to, like, under a tenner, and you're, like, oh, my God, like,
0: I'm a nice person, and I'm not broke by the end of the night. Like, yeah. this is great. Like you, you probably absolutely just like you know loved it down there because like Brighton is just like a very diverse place. I want to say like it really is like um you yeah. know it's the uh, if it, like if you're listening in the states, Brighton is the gay capital of England. Uh, so um well, so so it's being said anyway, but uh, <laughs> it's, 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 well, it's it's a it's really fun place. place. Well, it's mm. such a well, It's um it's actually like you wouldn't think. it's
1: if you go to Brighton on a Friday or a Saturday night, the drinks, the entries, everything's just so expensive. It's like mm-hmm. London prices. And then if you go, like, Sunday night it's like, industry night. So if you work in nightclubs, bars, whatever, obviously they're still open, but they have, like, special deals for um all of the staff that work in all of the clubs so because i used to work in bars and clubs so it's like 50 off on sundays for us so it's just another excuse for us to go out and then monday to thursday you've got all the student nights in all the clubs so it's just ridiculous and they're all competing for the cheapest drink prices so mm. It was, honestly, I wish I could just close my eyes and just rewind time and go back there just just to be like a mess again for another year, just to drink every night and have fun.
0: <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember the most messy you ever got down there?
1: <laughs> I fell into like a pile of bin bags once. Like they were stacked up. I thought it was a like an actual plastic bin that I could lean on. And I was so drunk, I went to lean on the bin and it wasn't it was just a pile of bin bags i just went straight in them <laughs> and it, it was my birthday as well so we were like everyone had been buying shots and drinks and i was just i was so drunk and the worst bit was that that was at the pub yeah. and we were going to a club afterwards oh, so gosh. i had to go into this club stinking of bins it was
0: awful <laughs> just, i don't know why i just got the in-between into my head where you where he borrows the uh, the tramp shoes and
1: uh oh, God, literally <laughs> It was the most embarrassing moment. Like, all my friends were like just stood outside having a cigarette, and I was like, I'll just come out for some like, fresh air, like to sort myself out. Because I could <laughs> tell I was so drunk, and then all of a sudden, I was just like, boom,
0: flat yeah. on the floor. Like, everyone was like, Are you okay? I was like, I think so. <laughs> we've, we've all been there when we had a birthday that ended, like, you know, really early. Like, mine uh, once ended about 10 o'clock because I was absolutely just done uh you know she... and
1: just power through it doesn't matter how drunk i get i'll always power through a little slap on the face and a glass of water i'll be all be right
0: after that <laughs> <laughs> yes, didn't you used to uh, sell shots in eclipse as well at one point
1: yes i did i actually used to really enjoy that that mm. was like some nights like some nights you just get like harassed by people and oh yeah like, really annoying and you just leave and I'd be like oh I didn't even make that much money and like it was a really rubbish night and be like really sad and feel like I'm a failure and then other nights I'd have the best night I'd I'd like have to get a cab home because I've like been drinking with people and like I'd sold like three bottles and done all this like made so much money I'm like this is great like I could do this forever and it was just it was either like really good or really bad like especially like Money-wise, it it was definitely not something that you can rely on for a good income.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was a start, you know. At the end of the day, it probably got you through a bit of university. So,
1: it it did the job, but it was yeah, it was. I'm I'm happy I don't do it anymore. Just it's so nice to just because I started working doing nightclub work when I was 18. Like (laughs) the week I went out for my birthday on my 18th weekend after that I started working as a shop girl mm-hmm. and I carried on doing it until I was like 22 maybe 23 so uh, yeah I think I stopped when I left uni so I literally had like no Friday and Saturday nights for so long I used to take Friday and Saturday night off just to stay in bed
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, it just that was just like amazing you know just how you can go like you know from like selling shots and just like you know next you know you're like probably out and they're probably Hey, weren't you selling me a shot last week? <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Well, the best if,
1: if, if the night was like a really good night, I'd be yeah. like, oh, why not? I'll just stay out and like crash at my mate's house or like, because the best thing about working in Eclipse in Brentwood, RIP, um, <laughs> is that everyone that I knew would be there. So you just like, I'd end up working and then I'd be drunk because people would been buying me drinks and buying me shots and then. And just be like, oh, why not? Like, there's only two hours left. Might as well just stay out for the rest of the night. Of course, yeah. and then, do you remember that little burger van that you used to yep. walk outside? Oh, it was like
2: walking out and seeing heaven. Like, <laughs> if you've been drinking, you're, like, so hungry,
1: and you just walk out, and there's just that burger van. You can just smell it as soon as you leave a eclipse.
0: That guy is the most genius guy ever. Like, selling, like, you know, just a, uh, just a burger, like, you know, itself for, like, £7, like, because he's like, ha ah. Caught these guys. Yeah.
1: You drunk messes, you will
0: pay me. yeah <laughs> Man, like it was crazy that place. Well, you know, like you said earlier i rest in peace at Clips, right? <laughs> no. It's so sad, but mm.
1: even well, it was okay because there was still sugar heart. I mean, like obviously I know sugar heart isn't everyone's cup of tea, but at least it was somewhere to go. Mm. But now there's no sugar hose, there's just completely gone. I'm
0: I don't know actually (laughs) I've been to the Sugar Hut once in my life and it was a Thursday night we just wanted to keep drinking and usually that would be the Eclipse thing where you get like five free drinks for a tenner and (laughs) yeah and like them nights were funny because I remember because like with that they they had like WKD in cider form somehow or I think it was a thing at the time it was just a green, like, basically, green WKD which just in a bigger bowl they passed off a cider. It was there, like, this is the most sweetest cider i ever had, but it's also the most disgusting at <laughs> the same time kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I, I can't, can't say I've been to
1: Eclipse on Thursday. I feel like I used to work in South End because I, I used to do shots all over the place. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always used to work on Thursday nights, so I never actually experienced the, like, cheap cheap drink sales in there on a Thursday, Hmm. but Sugar Heart, I'm pretty sure when I last drove past it, it was just like, the banner was down, like, they've taken all
0: the signs off, like, it was just all gone, so. I don't think you really miss much, I think, like, I only got busy uh, on Thursdays on the dance floor when uh, Kesha TikTok came on, and, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember like he, he started putting on like arctic monkeys once but then he, he discovered that people actually like blink 182 so he put on all the small things and then everyone was there just jumping around to that and then uh, oh, uh... God, you're making me want
1: to go out again <laughs> and be be part of a, an illegal activity
0: <laughs> just get a massive like uh, what's it called like hamster ball thing in it you know just the inflatable ball thing and then like, like like they did on gladiators grab one of them and just go on a night out like that <laughs>
1: Literally, I would so do that just to go out like and do something. Like it's it's so frustrating to not be able to go out. And I understand like everything. It's you have to be careful. Right. And, but at the same time, I'm like, there's only so far you can stop all of this stuff from happening before this like no return. Like for a lot of the venues and and events and things like what are they meant to be doing right now like whilst we're not allowed to do anything
0: yeah have you found everything all right since like you know it's all gone on or um... well
1: I was when we first had like when everyone was like right we're going to have a lockdown and it actually happened I was like this is great I was like I'm going to be no, I can't work because like, I've got so much time to write, I've got time to record, I was like, I've got all this time to do all this stuff that I've wanted to do because I've been so busy with all my other jobs that I haven't been able to do. And then after like two weeks, I just literally was like going insane and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And then I had, a, like all my weddings got cancelled or postponed. So all of my other gigs also got cancelled or postponed. And... Um, literally recording sessions writing sessions everything just pushed away or literally they just said we're not going to do it anymore so that was obviously really rubbish um i had an agent who was interested in representing me and then that also got dropped so it was like really frustrating at the start but then things started i thought i was gonna Things were going to pick up again because I got booked for a gig, which is still, I think, happening. But I don't really see it being that big. It's in Peckham Audio next mm. month, and I've literally sold two tickets because people are like, "I'm not going to buy a ticket until the week before because I don't know if we're going to be able to, like, if it's going to be open or not." Like everyone's like, "I'm not going to waste my money on a ticket that I don't know if the gig's going to even happen." Mm. So it is really hard to. I think cuz there's just so much that uncertainty and the rules are constantly changing and being amended and stuff it's like it's it's just a bit of a mess really isn't yeah it?
0: yeah I feel like you know it, it can work if they did like you know kind of like uh, it more like intimate kind of thing if, if you know what I'm saying we're like people are sitting down you're probably going to be in the corner playing or whatever just you know probably having to sit down as well um but uh like you know just like you know an unplugged night kind of thing that that could work um so but you know whether it does you know go ahead you know it, i think we're all in the same boat here you know it's still in confusion
1: yeah it's awful for everyone it's i think no matter what stage you're at like whether you're really high or really low with like music and stuff I think it's so frustrating for all of us because even if you just do music as a hobby and you're just doing it at open mics, mm-hmm. you still can't do it. But, mm. So it doesn't matter what level you're at with your music; it's everyone's kind of in the same situation, in the same boat because no one can actually do anything.
0: Yeah, it, it is annoying because I, I I used to like going out on an open mic night just just you know for the hell of it because you go see out of the house for one then you know but exactly. mm, you know. Yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, moving on from that, you know, you've uh, already, like, released a few EPs. You even played uh, uh, Brentwood Festival, if I can remember.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was so much fun. I was actually speaking about that to my friend the other day. She was like, oh, she's like, I just wish we could go back to that summer when (laughs) we we were at Brentwood Festival. I was like, oh, it's honestly, it was so much fun. It was, we we did Swanbourne Festival as well that summer. Like, Mm -hmm. we had a really run for festivals and gigs Um, and yeah it was so good I think Scouting for Girls were headlining both on both the festivals so we got to them like so many times in one year (laughs) it was so good I haven't been releasing too much recently I've um, tried to put a pause on stuff Uh, the plan is to kind of like write as many songs as I can until I've said like roughly until corona is over
2: mm.
1: just to give myself a break so that i can choose which song to then push rather than just right release right release right release and try and change my strategy up a little bit and see see how that goes
0: that's awesome like you know <laughs> is it you know changing it up sounds pretty good
1: yeah i just feel like i've, I've got into like a routine and i'm like bored of like the routine and mm. i into a few producers and stuff and get here and there how they look at artists and what they're looking at so I just feel like I'm gonna write as much as I can and then pick my favourite one Mm. (laughs) and just push that one rather than just put loads out because I normally I find it really hard to dedicate obviously if you want to give a song like without a, a label or publishing deal or whatever it's really hard as a solo artist that's independent to push your music out and get it heard to the point where it's going to have like a roll on effect where it's going to keep going and going because it's mm-hmm. been heard by enough people and it's being shared and the basically where you want your music to be um so i've really just lost my track of
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all right
1: No, when your brain just, like, completely died. Yeah,
0: yeah. Happens to me all the time. I'll be there going, like, you remember the time where, what? I'm like, don't remember. Such a long day. I was up at, like, five, and I get to this point in the evening, and I'm like, my brain just, like,
1: stops working,
0: halfway through sentences. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you remember from Breadwood Festival, apart from Scouting for Girls? Because I think you basically rammed out that little tent on the side, uh, if I can remember. So we
1: were on a different stage like we were on the bbc introducing stage mm-hmm. BBC was on the main stage um but it was such a nice day like i was so worried because i had my outfit planned like for like three weeks four weeks in advance yeah. i had this like little glittery dress on it was like a yellow beady dress i like, was i had everything ready i had a matching length, like, um Yellow denim jacket, like my shoes were matching. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my god, if it rains, I'm just gonna be like in a dress, so in the field with trainers and a dress. on I was like, oh, but it was so much fun. It was such a good experience. I think we, I can't remember what time we were. I think we was on around like three o'clock, so it worked out quite well because all the food court area was around the stage. So it kind of got to like time where everyone was hungry and it got like, really quite busy around the time that we were performing mm. and I was, I was performing with my full band so it kind of made it a lot more fun because yeah. vibe viable for of people and you're not just on this big stage on your own there was just quite a lot there was like I think it was seven of us I think at that time yeah, There's only three of us now yeah. just really like a little minute band It
0: <laughs> <laughs> condensed it down <laughs> yeah
1: we were just, it was just causing, I don't know how to put it, like, it was a lot of effort for everyone, because everyone's obviously got other jobs, and it was hard to book stuff and rely on seven of us mm. for the booking, and... Um, it just kind of makes it easier with just the three of us. It's just like uh, me and then my bassist and my drummer. But my bassist can swap between guitar and bass, so that's handy. And then we've got like stems as well. So Mm. it still sounds like a full band, but unfortunately there's just not all of the instruments there. But it's a bit annoying,
0: but I prefer it with all real people. But it's, uh, we have to make do. (laughs) That's fair enough. Um, uh, (laughs) Because... Man, like I, I always try to petition myself to go on Broward Festival. Uh, they offered me one slot once. It was going to be at like three o'clock on a Friday, and I thought, well, nobody's going to be there. So, um, oh, you should have so taken that. Yeah, I could have played with Sister Sledge, so, you know, uh, that would have been my claim to fame. <laughs> oh, you should have done
1: it. Honestly, it was it was, it was so cool as well, because you got like a weekend for Span, so you could just go in and hmm. see everyone for the whole weekend, and even if you're just there to observe... Sometimes I like to just watch other artists and how they kind of take control of the stage and the audience and what they do and how their transitions between songs are. Like sometimes it's just nice to go in and watch rather than, even though it is nice to go and have fun and enjoy yourself. Oh yeah, of course. Cool. I've been working, at, especially if I I try and not let myself get too too drunk before I go on stage or anything. I've had a Christmas party once or a pub that I worked in and obviously they were like right we're gonna supply the drink so you can drink whatever and you don't have to pay for it so me being me I was like right okay let's down as much alcohol as we can so I'm there like I've downed just over half a bottle of wine like quite quickly and then they're like oh we have a competition between us and another pub, and one of the things is singing. Can you sing a song? And I was like, "Sorry." I was <laughs> like, "No one told me about singing." I was like, "Are you?" Sh-? I was like, "Are you joking?" Um, and I had to sing this song, and my sister was like, "Sing Alicia Keys," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, pick a song that's like easy. Like, mm. it was literally one of the worst things would have ever heard in your life it was awful my sister went to video me singing and then just put her phone back in her pocket really slowly (laughs) she she would refuse to video me and you could see in my face that I was like body drunk but I wasn't head drunk Mm. so I was kind of like my body was like my my words were slurry and I couldn't quite I just couldn't sing very well like it was awful but
0: in my head i wasn't drunk it hadn't quite got to my brain yet so i was like what are you doing like why why do you sound like this <laughs> i love that like it's just love it when you like you hear someone who actually has an off day like, <laughs> 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 like the worst experience ever i played one festival uh well once yeah I must have played more than that but i can't remember anyway but i remember once um like I, I um they they billed me as the contest winner of this contest but technically all four of us won <laughs> so we all got on the festival but they put me on like before that like, they made act and i was like oh fuck but at the end of the day i thought you know i'm gonna be a team player i'm gonna go sit there all day and watch you know the other people who were in the contest with me uh and then like so sitting there like, you know i thinking done it all right cool it's like I can't get drunk because I'm on like later on or whatever. So I stuck to a three pint limit and the three pint kind of escalated to like seven pints. And then at the end of the night, you see me just going like, let it go, let it go. <laughs> oh God, it, honestly, we've all
1: been there. I think sometimes I've been drunk though and I have definitely hit notes that I probably couldn't have hit sober, mm. like... I would normally flip up into my head voice for some notes in my songs and then I've just been so drunk I'm like, I don't care, I'm gonna go for it and then I've belted out some like next level notes and I'm like, You can't even sing that, like how has that just come out of your mouth? Like I will look back and I'm like, How did that even happen? Like I genuinely don't know. I feel like it goes one or two ways. Like you either it either helps you out a little bit or it completely ruins your like your whole life. <laughs>
0: Like it is funny, like when you, you know, just you know, the Dutch courage. I think that's what it is, really, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you touched on obviously you played on the BBC introducing stage. You've uh, you've actually also played for BBC Essex a few times. Yeah. Um, there's obviously all BBC
1: introducing Essex. Uh, the main host is Ollie Winneberg and. <laughs> He, he's been amazing like he he's paid quite a few of my tracks when I've sent them in and he's also been really good if I've messaged him on Instagram or Twitter and said like oh is there any chance you would give me some feedback like on what you think and he's re- he's been like great being really honest and just giving me some good advice and yeah it's been they've invited me down um, for a, I did a writing session with them a while ago and we basically had to write a song so we had two jars um, and we had to, one of them was a place in Essex and the other one was a name that sounded Essex and um, we had to pick a name but like it was in a jar so you didn't know what you was getting so we went in picked out read out the name read out the thing and then we had to write a song about Andrew from Malden <laughs> and we had to do it from we did this at the start of the show and by the end of the show she had about half an hour 40 minutes to write a song Hmm. what was it is it the
0: most proudest song you've ever wrote in your career um i mean i personally
1: wouldn't say it was one of my best (laughs) but one of the guys said that he wanted to like sample it or something for one of his songs and i was like really like he put in a group message with all of us Hmm. did it. he was like like I just wanted to let you know I want to sample the chorus and we were like well I can not can only speak for myself but I was like what like I don't know I just I just didn't feel like it was the best song ever like it wasn't awful but it was more of like a, a jokey sort of song I wouldn't necessarily be like oh my god like that was amazing like (laughs) but i mean clearly he liked it so it's
0: just mind-blowing that like how you know you you just probably wrote a song like an hour and a half like yeah i love that so i want to put on my ep is that cool yeah
1: it's mad but i'm interested to um sorry to hear
0: what
1: what he does with it Hmm. yeah we'll see
0: (laughs) <laughs> what, like, so how many EPs have you got out now?
1: Um, So, I did my first EP, which was the EP launch that you supported me mm-hmm. at the
0: Mrs. Arms. Yep. And then the second EP, I did. Wasn't that on O'Neill's?
1: No, that was a video shoot. That's the one. That my- music video dropped for one of my songs from that EP so I did like a video like release party um but that was called Mixed Emotions the first one was Square One and then because of the way that Spotify works I kind of stopped doing EPs and I just did like single releases if you do an EP you can only put one song forward for playlist in I'm sure you know um but I thought if I do put all of my five, six tracks out that I've just written and recorded and everything mm-hmm. I can I could only choose one of them whereas if I release them all as singles I can upload every one but none of them got playlisted so it doesn't really matter I should have just done the EP <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: like, which song is like the most proudest that you've wrote so far? Um, oh I don't know
1: That I feel like there's a like all of my songs are very personal. Like i even if they're not necessarily what I'm feeling at that moment in time, I feel like I always draw on the way, ways that I have felt. I mean, recently I've been trying to not like, put myself in other people's shoes, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like I have a song, thing, oh, from my second EP called "Dry Your Eyes," and um, that song's about my sister when she broke up with her ex-boyfriend um it was really awkward because they got back together so I would then perform this song about when they broke up and Mm -hmm. he would be right like in front of me in the crowd and I'd be like oh this is awkward (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like that was I normally write about boys and alcohol and that wasn't about boys and alcohol so I feel like that was I'm quite it's quite a sentimental song I guess I think that's the right way of putting it but Um, Yeah, I feel like there's a few different ones that I'm proud of, mainly just for, I'm super dyslexic, so I struggle with words, like, on the regs, on the daily basis. Um, So any part of my Fisher song, I feel like it's an achievement.
0: Yeah. I've only ever been able to write two songs, so I know how you feel there. (laughs) Um, It is so hard. Hmm. Like, I, like, I like your theory of, like, you know, all my songs basically are about songs and alcohol, uh, boys and alcohol, sorry. You know, like... <laughs>
1: it's
0: just, like, I can imagine, like, hearing a song later on about you falling into a bin now, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. I should probably involve that into my, my next hit. <laughs> I just feel like it sounds like... You sound like because you're like a really really like kind of serious voice or whatever it just sounds like you're transitioning into like the bowling for soup kind of uh, like <laughs> way of like lyrics about like just is an alcohol like i did a few egg bombs <laughs> yeah, that night thing- ended up so wrong I've, I've
1: written a song called bad habits which is I was going to release it, but I've decided to kind of like hold off and just hold on to it for a bit longer. Mm-hmm. But that's probably my favourite out of the new songs that I've written so far. But it's just, it is literally about alcohol and drinking and just bad habits that I seem to always let myself fall into. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's a song that probably a lot of people can probably relate to like when, when they listen to it, but... <laughs> I say hopefully. Obviously, I don't want everyone to be like alcoholics and stuff. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, this day and age, a lot of people are actually gone like. Well, a lot of um, the millennial uh, mille- millennial generation have gone like you know straight edge, haven't they? So they don't. Not a lot of them are actually drinkers, are they? Yeah, true. I remember
1: some people in Brighton were like, know, it's like bad for our health." We're like, "Peace and love," and hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, I love my body too, but." i really want
0: to be healthy but it's just so much fun to like get really drunk yeah it's like when you like see people like preaching online about like you know being a vegan like you know there's nothing wrong with that you know whatsoever it's like you know good for you you know you're doing something you know right for the community basically but it's like when they try and preach it to you and
1: yeah it, it does become very like overwhelming and stuff like i recently just gone vegan but it's mainly for obviously i love the fact that i'm helping cut back on the, yeah and helping save the animals and stuff that is great but the main reason why i've done it is because my body is just like giving up on me <laughs> <laughs> i'm a celiac anyway so i can't have gluten mm. um so that's like that's just normal for me like in my diet i just that's the law but i've recently been having like really bad problems like the past few years like still with my tummy i've been in hospital for it and it's now i just can't have dairy and i can't have some meats and it's just easier for me to be vegan rather than (laughs) gluten-free rather than to try and Mm. work out what kind of concoction i can have of food so i just try and stick to like a plant-based diet now but it's honestly it's so hard Mm. I, i don't know how all these vegans can preach about it because I just really struggled to preach to myself, like, to be like, no, you do not want cheese. <laughs> I've, I've,
0: I've, I've tried, a, tried a few of the, like, the, their, their, the products or whatever, like, um, some of them aren't bad, like, you know, you know, when they say, oh, you can't tell the difference, well, personally, I can, but... <laughs> yeah, I think some of them
1: are really good, like, I have the Plant Chef sausages from Tesco,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, I would now, like, I'm normally, I'm a meat lover, like, I'll order, if I go to a barbecue or whatever, like, I will have everything on my plate piled up to the mat, like, I love eating meat, but my body just does not agree with it, and, like, now I would probably choose to eat the mushroom sausages... Hmm. Over the sausages, just because they're so, they've got so much flavour in them. I mean, there are some the Richmond sausages; they're my favourite, but they've got gluten in, so I can't eat them anyway. So <laughs> all the gluten free ones, I feel like they're nice, but hmm. the, the the mushroom ones, I was so like taken back. I was like, these are so
0: good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my like, mate um, he turned vegan uh, at the start of this year, and um, he ended up buying um, like this uh, shawarma, like doner kebab kind of thing yeah and he, he basically says he said oh mate it tastes exactly the same it's amazing you know he said like you know uh <laughs> it just cracks yeah. me up like a vegan donna kebab just like <laughs> sounds mental doesn't it yeah. although I saw these really good burgers the other day and like
1: they're, they, they've all been vegan like everything hmm. I was just like oh my god I was like I need to go so It's like someplace, but then I realised it was in Sheffield and I was like a mm, bit of a trick so yeah. to have to try and work out why I need to go up
0: to Sheffield <laughs> i will just sit there like half the time go like uh, you know when, when I see like one of the vegan burgers come out I'm just there like mind blown like you're telling me that is made out of plants <laughs> you know it's yeah, still it's, mind blown you, like I got some vegan bacon the other day mm.
1: and like it's not bad to be fair mm. like it tastes more like ribs like uh like barbecue ribs
2: mm. but
1: it was actually really good. Might, like, even my dad's a bit like, no, so like, like so like, I don't really want to try it because I I want to eat my meat. Like, so like, I'm fine with what I've got.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, but he, I made him try some. He was like, oh, it's actually not like, really good. Mm. But he, he literally just tastes like I was eating like strips of pork. Like, yeah. but like rib, ribs rather than bacon. I know bacon is pork, but yeah, it was it was really weird. It was it tastes so good though. I was like, I feel like the more you
0: do it, and
1: the more you eat vegan, the more stuff you kind
0: of um, more adapt to, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And now I've just forgotten what most good things taste like. <laughs> so, being like, you know, one of your like one of your wild night out, and you'd be like walking past the Doner kebab shop, like no. <laughs> um,
1: one time I did actually. So this was before I knew I was a celiac because I got diagnosed, um, and I went out on a night out. And I got absolutely hammered, and I'd said to my dad the day before, like for the past week I'd been vegan, like I tried to be vegan yeah. or vegetarian, and I can't remember what it was. It was one, of, one of the two, and um, and then I came back from this night out, and I like, I was so drunk, I don't remember anything, I literally, I woke up and there was a Papa John's box, two boxes of Papa John's at the end of my bed, and my friends were like, what the hell happened last night, like, we didn't remember leaving the club, we didn't remember getting home, we didn't know how we got home, and my dad was like, came in, he was like, girls, are you alright, he was like, do you want a sausage sandwich, I was like, dad, I'm vegan, how dare you offer me a sausage sandwich, Mm. he was like... Beth, he was like, You came home last night and demolished an all meats pizza from Papa John's in front of me. He was like, You are not vegan. He was like, Do you want a sausage sandwich or not? I <laughs> <laughs> was like, What did I? I was like, I can't believe that. I literally had no recollection of it whatsoever.
0: Uh, is that, uh, hopefully, this is going to be a song on your next EP <laughs> about, like you yeah, know. About all meats vegan pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it is the good thing that, you know, obviously they are making, like, you know, all these products these days. But, like that, you know, you touched on the um, the vegan bacon. Have you ever seen corn bacon? Um, I haven't. A lot of the corn products have wheat in, so mm-hmm. I can't eat them. So I kind of just stick away from them. Yeah. But I remember I did
1: try once a corn sausage when I was, like, younger, and they were really... They were actually quite good. Mm. The um
0: The corn bacon... It give you, like, four strips of it, but it honestly looks like a shoehorn. <laughs> it's, it's, like, the easiest way to describe it. You know, like, well, you know, I'm pretty sure I can put my shoes on with this if I froze it, but, you know, uh, And I remember trying to go, like, yeah, I tried that, and I, I had the corn pieces because I made a... a uh, tried to make a substitute chicken wrap for me and my ex-missus, and um, at the end of the day, like, she said it was nice, and I was there going, like, well, I can tell it's not meat, but, you know, it, you know, it's edible, <laughs> does the job i guess yeah <laughs> it's like like you said you, you kind of like adapt into it eventually but you know it's just... yeah,
1: i feel like for me now i'm like i tried to push past and put to the side all of my pains and like my stomach will swell mm. to the point where i can't fit into any of my clothes yeah so yeah i have to like live in tracksuit bottoms and hope that my swelling goes down but then I end up like, not eating anything before I go out because anything I eat will make me blow hmm. and then I get very drunk and then I eat bad food because I'm so drunk so it's just a vicious cycle really <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you do you um, touching on a funny story about one time we were both out do you actually have the words wow tattooed on your ass?
1: no I don't <laughs> do you know what that was one of my friends actually did get that done yep so I I Drunk. I just like to make up random shit hmm. and like tell people stories that I think are really funny, and half of the time they're not actually that funny, and people just believe that
0: I've done stupid stuff. <laughs> I think what it was is because we were talking, and uh, I told you I had uh, the word "stay" hype tattooed on my ass, and you went, "Well, I've got wow," and then I, I proved to mine. And it t- proved to you that I had mine done, and then like uh, you, you turned around and you were like, "I didn't actually think you were being serious there." Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically he's going come on let's see this wow tattoo then <laughs> you're like i ain't got it done so <laughs>
1: literally honestly that my friend i think he got it done in like malia or something he went away to one of them places mm-hmm. and he got a w and a w on his cheek so obviously there was no o tattooed on him but yeah. he bent over <laughs> <laughs> so i thought it was really funny and I think
0: that just must have stuck with me, and on that night, I decided I wanted to tell everyone that W's on my ass. You would have been there at the end of the night going behind the bar, going, excuse me, have you, got a, have you got a permanent marker, please? Yeah, literally, can I borrow it? You just like come out going, there you go, like, that's the word mum, <laughs> or mom, it's <laughs> the <laughs> American. Since when you American? Yeah. <laughs> Right, um, but yeah so you know basically I'll, I'll let you go in a second but like tell, where are you at now anyway
1: Um. so I'm just like I said like with the writing situation just trying to change up my strategy of my releasing and what I'm doing so I'm probably gonna just work on my sound and my writing because I've been researching into how many different writing techniques there hmm. are and strategies of writing and how to like even rhyming patterns and stuff like that like there's just so much that I didn't know about personally um, which I want to better myself in so I think I'm just going to really try and concentrate on my writing and getting that song that I want to push and then hopefully do a music video and go from there really but I'm literally obsessed with TikTok so yeah that I keep trying to learn these dances, but I swear to God, they take me like three days to learn, and I just give up. But then I'm so obsessed with it,
0: I want to be TikTok famous, but I can't do it. <laughs> I can't dance. <laughs> One of the funniest things of like you say that about being TikTok famous. I'm, I'm on like touching on the band earlier, I said Bowling the Soup. I'm on the Bowl for Soup fan page, and um, there's this guy who does his like version of uh, um, 1985, but he does 2005. And you're sitting there and you're going, like, it just doesn't work. But somehow, like, people go, oh, this is amazing. But I'm sitting there like, nah, he's not that good. Like, you know, I could write a better cover than that, you know. It's really
1: good, isn't it? It's like the most random stuff just goes viral. And you're like, what? Like, one of my most stupid videos, i put so much time and effort in some of my videos. Mm -hmm. And then there's this one video where I used my cat as a telephone and, like, like on the phone to someone like doing the tiktok sound um and it got like 20k views and i was like what i was like when i do all my makeup i had no makeup on Mm -hmm. I i spend like an hour doing my makeup and rehearsing dances and then they just literally flat out don't get anywhere and then i have no makeup on and i use my cat as a telephone acting like a complete idiot and I get the
0: most views I've ever got on a video. Yeah, I find this hard to believe that you're saying you don't get these views. Out. You're probably the most famous person I personally know. You've got 17,000 <laughs> followers on Instagram. i that. yeah. <laughs> That's made my day. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you've got 17,000 followers on Instagram, so I'm sitting there like, wow. <laughs> you know, no pun intended on the arse tattoo, but... Um, <laughs> You know, I'm, I sit there like go kind of like I, I can barely get up to like a thousand, you know. <laughs> you no know, airline, seventeen
1: thousand. It's really weird. Like I feel like most of them are, are not from England though, so it kind of makes it hard for gig stuff because mm. people are well, like, oh, use your social media to bring in like numbers to gigs, but a lot of the people that
0: follow me uh, from like Malaysia or somewhere oh like, do you get like the the um, the like the, uh, hey beautiful how are you like you know constantly from like message requests that kind of thing I may have a
1: few of them creeping in sliding <laughs> into the DMs
0: you know <laughs> i just like well people are like that like, I would never have the balls to be like that you know it, it just blows my mind like just the think that you know people can just go straight in like, I know it, sometimes I
1: stress about messaging my friends
0: let alone people I don't know hmm <laughs> yeah I'll just they'll probably give me some anxiety like i just be like I'll, if I was on a dating site I'd read the profile and probably just pick out something from that and be like yeah okay cool we can go with this and then probably never get a message back but um <laughs> you know like when, when it comes to like people I don't know I'm just there like I've got nothing to go off here so uh you know. <laughs> yeah definitely like it does make me laugh
1: so sometimes I reply to them like just because I feel bad and then They'll literally be like hi and be like hi and it's like you okay yeah you yeah did you really message me for this dead conversation to happen yeah. like there's just nothing to be said I'm like it, uh, if it if it makes someone someone happy I guess I don't
0: know <laughs> I'll tell you one of the funny stories about that that my friend Ella received a message from this kid in America. And he's, like, probably getting, like, you know, like, really, really aggressive towards her, going, send nudes, you slut, and things like that. So, basically, I went, give me your phone quickly. (laughs) Went on the kid's profile, typed in his last name on his profile, searched his family, found his grandmother and his father, screenshotting what he was sending, like, have a word your grandson. No. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God.
1: You literally did, like, did him in, like... I, I'm actually speeches I don't even know how to respond to that. I'm just thinking how like my parents or my grandma would be really upset with me <laughs> if I was. If that was me, oh, I think I'd be grounded. And I'm 25 this year. I think I'd still be grounded.
0: <laughs> well, you should say like, why would you even talk to someone that you don't even know in that kind of context? You know, like where where do you think it's going to get you for one, and number two, like why would anyone talk to anyone like that? You know.
1: I know it's, I feel like people just don't understand respect though now like mm. not everyone see but there are a lot of people that just think that they can speak to others the way that they want to and that like they have some right to treat other people like rubbish but I always think that karma will come and get them mm. at some point hopefully <laughs> yeah
0: well this kid probably uh... Got an absolute mouthful from his grandma. He probably got disowned or whatever. He's probably an American juvie. He's <laughs> probably thinking, for God's sake, stupid girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's over there. He just changed his profile on uh, Facebook to pri- private so no one can look at his family. <laughs> yeah, <actually. laughs> But yeah.
1: So I would never think
0: to do that. That's so clever. <laughs> but now you know for future reference, you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, before you go, um, can you tell everybody who's listening what um, your social media profiles are and on, on Spotify and things like that? Advertise away.
1: Thank you. Um, so my social media is all B Arnold Music, which is B-double-E, like a bumblebee, and then Arnold, A-R-N-O-L-D. Um, if you type that in, that should hopefully come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> with me. <laughs> I've got pink hair so you can always just see like a pink glow in like a small profile picture so
0: <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> like man Yeah, it's been great having you on. It's been good to speak to you again. It's been a while so uh Thank yeah, you too. it's been so nice. Thank you yeah, for having me. That's alright, you know when this is all done and over, like you know, we might be able to finally do a gig in the S exams or something like that as a big reunion with everyone.
1: Definitely needs to be done to celebrate when all this madness is over.
0: Yeah. It sounds like a good idea. But yeah, like again, thank you very much. It's been an honour. Thank you. No worries, this is Beth, or B, uh, sorry, B Arnold, everybody. The most famous person i possibly know in reality. (laughs) Have a good night, yeah? Thank you. No worries, thank you. Just remember, everybody, thank you very much for listening to the show, and always remember, ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Thank you, and good night.